This episode is brought to you by Staples. Staples knows that if you're going to work from your home office, you need your home office to work for you. To be the most productive, your home office needs to have everything that your office office has. Bring new life to work. Discover inspiring furniture solutions for all the ways you work and learn. Visit staplesconnect.com to explore what's new. Staples, the working and learning store. I don't know why I'm muted and I'm talking muted. (laughs) Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and higher power, this show is for you. We explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. The show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Coach Kay. Let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back Show started. We share with you today the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now, here's your host, Dr. April and co-host, Coach Kay. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. How are you doing, Coach K? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome. Yeah, it's the brand new year, and I'm so excited. Thanks again for agreeing to be a co-host on the show. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know, the world has been changing so much, and I don't know if you recently saw, because they talked about it last year, somewhere around in October, and they're saying it again, where there is this big migration of people leaving their jobs and doing other things. Yes, indeed. I was um, a a part of that. I kind of was mushed out. But yes, (laughs) it is a a large subset of people who are really coming into their own almost. Um, Some by force, some by choice. Yeah. Yeah, and that you coming into your own is um, something that's difficult to do and that some people are like struggling with. And um, one of the things that I do in my practice is I help other clinicians try to come on their own. But it is scary to come on your own and try something new. It really is. Um, it looks, well, to someone who's, you know, just like you, you make it look really easy on the front end. So then when others try to do it, it's like, oh, wait a minute, there's a lot to this. So it can get overwhelming pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. Um, And I don't know how your journey was, but for me, it was baby steps, you know, um, finding something that you like, number one, what your values are, but also just baby stuff of having what I call like a side hustle. Yep, that's where it starts. And if you can take those baby steps instead of trying to take leaps and bounds, the transition is a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But for many of us, it's it's scary because um, we're so used to working for the man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's I think when you have your own business or when you start a side hustle, you also have to believe in yourself because you you have, that's the product. You absolutely do. And I think that is one of the higher um, pain points is because it's it's natural to you because it's something that you love. 
and you see sometimes other people struggle, you immediately think that you're doing it wrong or that you're not good enough. And so you just create this doubt when in actuality, you're doing a great job. <laughs> right, right. And I think um, on today's topic, we're talking with um, someone who, she's what we call a supernova. <laughs> okay. Yes, <laughs> yes, which I love that idea. Yes, <laughs> yes, which is about being able to figure out what is your own uniqueness mm-hmm. and going after it. And that is so difficult for a lot of us. Um, this month, we've been talking about a um, nonprofit, which we call empoweringwomen.org. And their sole purpose is to help people, and especially women, create their own businesses, create their own stuff, because that is a struggle. And I don't know if you looked at the statistics, but in 2021, many, many, many women, especially Black women, have started to create their own businesses. They really have. And a lot of programs out here are supporting that. Um, there is a program at, at through eCornell that's a five-section course just for uh, women of color. And you learn finances and business management, business structure, so you can get these different certifications. So I think the world sees what is trying to happen and are putting their foot forward to help it happen as well. Right, right. But how do you sometimes put your foot forward when you're scared and you're fearful? Like for me, I always say the worst thing that someone can never tell you is no. Um, the only thing that's permanent is death. And so if you didn't die, you just get up and try again. Uh, I know it's sometimes easier said than done, but yeah, taking that first step can be difficult. You just have to truly know what you want and just think about when you were, you know, five years old (laughs) and you would quickly run into the street because you didn't know any better. Of course, I'm not telling anybody to run the street, um, but you were adventurous because no one told you that you couldn't. And so you just did it. Yeah. I love how you said being um, basically okay with the no. Oh, yeah. Because that's what's going to happen. And sometimes people get like stuck in and thinking, I can't do it. I can't do it. And that even happens. I mean, I know I've been on my own for a while, but that even happens for seasonal people like myself. That sometimes you're like, oh, my gosh, is this worth it? You know, or something happens like, oh, my gosh, I can't do it. Yeah. But that no discourages so many people. And I don't look at it as a period mark, honestly. I look at it as, okay, that's not my my customer, that's not my client, or can you tell me why so that I can improve, you know? So there's always a follow-up to the no. Mm-hmm. There is, yeah. Yeah, and I love how you said, can you tell me why? Because when, when you're asking that question, that brings us back into, okay, maybe it didn't adjust, what do I need to think? And sometimes kind of what we're going to get into with our speaker today, with our guest, is how to be creative. Yes. Yes, yes. So I would like to definitely, um, let's take a break. And then when we come back, I want to introduce you to someone who has, um, let me tell, let me go a little bit back. (laughs) In 2021, last year, um, as I was doing this podcast and trying to figure out different ways to make it better, join the group. 
And in that group, I ran across someone who was so powerful that I was like, wow, I got to get to know her. And that is Nova Lorraine. And Nova Lorraine has helped with the podcast, but also has helped in the sense of inspiring me. And she's written some books. So when I come back, I would like to introduce you to her and of course the audience and have anyone who's out there listening on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, if you're thinking, oh, I don't feel inspired. I'm just doing the one old, same old thing. This is the show to listen to. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back in a moment. Recognize your purpose. Who were you really meant to be? To recognize your purpose is to live life with clarity. You are here because you're supposed to be here. You're not an accident. You're here to do something for yourself, for someone, and somewhere. You have a job to fulfill and an everlasting mark to make. You are here on purpose. Welcome back to the Bring It Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. Oh my gosh, I see some style here. <laughs> I'd like to welcome our guest, Nova Lorraine. Welcome, Nova. Okay, uh, Nova, for some reason we can't hear you. Uh, let me see. Okay. There we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. Welcome. Well, thank you. I was just saying I'm so excited to be on the show today. Yes, yes. Well, Nova is the author of a great book called Unleash Your Supernova. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was born in Jamaica, which is where my um, grandparents came from. Raised in Connecticut with five siblings, she's an award-winning fashion designer, as you guys can tell. Just look at her. Every time I, yeah, every time I see her, it's a different look. Um, and she is the brand advisor, founder of Rain Magazine, and of course, um, an organization that I belong to, Pink Kangaroo, which hosts a creative podcast. And she's been earned her best hearted. Couture Design of the Year. Her designs have been featured on The View, Essence, and Vogue Italia magazine. She's a poet, a storyteller, and also found success in, of course, her new book and award-winning podcast called Unleash Your Supernova. Welcome, Nova. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I actually just flew in today from Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, but I'm good. I'm good. The sun's shining and it's all good. Good, good. Did you have, um, was that in Miami, a work thing or just? Yeah, it was a work thing. It was a work thing. You know, speaking of Unleash Your Supernova, I'm unleashing into the metaverse and all things crypto. And so uh, just catching up with some colleagues, some new information and just making new relationships in the space. Oh, awesome. Welcome. Well, we're so happy to have you on the show. So one of the first things that we ask is, how do you define intimacy and how does that relate to all the things that you do in the sense of connecting and helping inspire people? Yeah, no, great question. And I, I love the show, by the way, <laughs> and what the knowledge that you bring to so many listeners. So I just wanted to point that out and thank you for that. Um, how I would define intimacy is connection, is being in the present moment and yeah, I think it's just really simple. I think it boils down to those two things. You know, when we're distracted and when we're not connected, we do not feel, um, you know, 
at our best levels, or we may not be able to really take advantage of the relationships or opportunities that are around us. Right, definitely, yeah. And um, you and I connected in a um, class together. I think it was like a class, yes. Yep. Mastermind, yes. <laughs> Master class for masterminds. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And that has um, blossomed into what we have today. Yes. So um, like I was talking with Coach K, I don't know if you saw in the news how a lot of people are leaving their jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we came across a figure of 4 million recently um, have left the workforce. And, you know, it's not surprising to me. It's, you know, these last couple of years, you know, we've all felt the same thing as it related to being kept in one space or confined um, for a period of time without having control over that. And I think that, you know, it's funny. I think God, the universe, however people refer um, to that higher power has a way of helping us find balance. And although that stillness, you know, brought a lot of unrest and pain for a lot of people, it also brought a time where we have the opportunity to really just reflect to spend time with ourselves, with our family, to really think about what are we doing? Why are we doing <laughs> the things we're doing? Or, or you know, reflect on our relationships, you know, and or the things that we've wanted to do for so long, but we've been putting it off and putting it off. And, and I think that for those individuals that have chosen to leave the workforce, I think they're looking at giving back more to themselves and really going after what they love and what they feel is truly gonna fulfill them. Right. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. So um, one of the things that I want to wonder about you guys, have either of you guys felt burnt out? Ooh, burnout. Well, as you know, that's something that I talk about in the book. I feel that it's such a relevant topic. You know, I started in the space of psychology, pursuing my PhD um, in clinical psychology and took a pivot to fashion design after receiving my master's because I felt that divine download and followed my heart that I was going to help people through my love of fashion and creativity. But burnout is something that usually we don't even realize until we're in that state. And when we are not inspired or motivated, when we are feeling down most of the time, and it's definitely happened to me. I think that, you know, a lot of times when we're doing something and it usually starts off with something that we enjoy and we either overexert ourselves or we push ourselves to our limits. And then it's our body's way of saying, it's time to rest, it's time to slow down, it's time to be still. So burnout is absolutely real. Most definitely. Um, <clears throat> and I think I'm just a little bit happy that I learned it while still working, like they say, with the band. You know, when I first started out in human resources, I just wanted everyone to clone themselves from me and just do what I did and work how I wanted to. So wrangling people caused me to burn out several times and almost want to just give up. So, um, and you get there so quickly, even in our passions, like what, what you're doing right now, you know, you're in your passion, but it, it can creep upon you if you don't recognize the signs early enough and kind of take that step back and say, you know what? It's okay that I take a break. It's okay that I don't get everything. So that part I definitely understand. Um, so I know one thing that you know we may all want to know is what is 
supernova? Oh, <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever asked me that question. <laughs> so thank you. Um, I refer to supernova being that inner brilliance that we all have, right? That star, you know, in the literal sense, it's an exploding star. And, you know, where if you look at the definition, it actually burns millions of times brighter than the sun. So imagine us all having that potential to be millions of times brighter than what we are right now. And that all of that is already within us. And so when I speak of supernova, I'm speaking of that limitless potential, that infinite well that's within us. And all we have to do is tap into it. We don't have to buy it. We don't have to look for it. All we have to do is unleash it. So that's how I define supernova. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And that unleashing of that supernatural thing. So um, we're going to take a short break now. But when we come back, I want to hear more specifically how you took that unleash and use all that creativity and how that works and inspiring other things that you do and how that can help others. We'll take a short break now and we'll be back in a moment. Are you wanting a vacation in paradise? A vacation to rekindle the passion. A vacation without the kids. A vacation where you can learn how to communicate, where you and your partner actually hear each other and gain insight. If so, Vacation Counseling is your next vacation. Dr. April Brown has created Vacation Counseling in Southwest Florida as a perfect option for you and your partner. Our retreats are one couple at a time. We have a variety of packages available to choose from, including virtual couples retreats. If you and your partner are interested in Vacation Counseling, please visit us at vacationcounseling.com for more information on pricing and packages. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. To keep track of the latest news, stories, activities, or coupons on Vacation Counseling and Dr. April's other services, we encourage you to sign up to receive a monthly newsletter called Intimate Connections at draprilbrown.com. Remember, if you and your partner are struggling with communication and intimacy and you all are looking for a retreat to connect, Vacation Counseling can be your next vacation in Southwest Florida. Welcome back to the Vignan Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. And on the show today, we have Nova Lorraine, who is the author of Unleash Your Nova, which is a, a supernova, yeah, not just your regular nova, <laughs> supernova. Yeah, so we were just, you just explained nova, and I'm trying to, so you have, it's that thing that inside. How does that lead to creativity, especially when you're stuck. Yeah, no, I love that. So, you know, earlier you had asked me, um, what is intimacy? And I had mentioned right. it's about connection, it's about being present. And I feel like if you do not have those things, you're not able to really become creative or increase your creativity. And that leads to that block that leads to, as you just said, being stuck. And I feel that there's so many things that you can do that that <laughs> cost nothing or very little that can help you know spur those creative moments. And I and, you know speaking back about burnout, burnout is one of those things that can 
hinder your creativity. And, and a lot of times we don't even know when we're burnt out until we've reached the moment of extreme, you know, stillness or illness um, or sadness. And so for me, it's really paying attention, you know, from moment to moment. Are you present? Are you in that present moment? Are you, you know, thinking about the past with regrets or anger? Are you too far in the future with, you know, anxiousness or anxiety? And if you're in that present moment, you're able to really tap into that limitless creativity that we were just speaking about in terms of that supernova that's within. Mm -hmm. How did you guys go about tapping into that? Each of you. I think I just took, for me, it was just, you know, that it, it's that voice that's in your head that is always going to tell you um, where you're going, where you're going next. And it's something that I've told to every employee I've ever worked with as an HR manager. Um, you never work for the position that you're in. You work for the one that you're, you want. And so with that mindset, I've always been stepping towards that thing. Um, I I work well with with people. I don't work well under a lot of people um, because I'm a, a very creative mind. So I don't like to have that blockage. And so for me, it was just you walk forward and those that keep up, stay there. That's your client base. That's who you're supposed to be around. And those who are not, you know, I'll see you next time. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Um, for me, depending on what I'm doing, so my creativity spans from hosting to writing. Uh, I also do improv. I design and draw. And so depending on what I'm doing will prompt, you know, maybe um, either I'm going to walk beforehand or do a workout beforehand. Um, maybe I'm going to just rest because a lot of times when I feel that if I'm too tired, I'm really not going to you know, bring out my best work or my best performance. And so it, for me, sometimes it's better leaving something for the next day if it's late at night rather than trying to force it. And other things that I like to bring in from a mind, mindful perspective outside of just like walking or running prior to an activity, which is great for any writers that are listening. Um, if you decide that you want to add some mindful things into your, uh, your schedule, definitely consider Anything with movement <laughs> before writing, it really does spur those creative juices. Um, but also really paying attention to my environment and my surroundings. And I intentionally put flowers around me because I love flowers. And so I'm going to bring nature inside. I brought colors that just really make me smile. I'm not sure if you could see the sunflowers that are behind me and around me. Um, texture, you know, as well. I have a real life record player. Yes, I still play records. I love records. Um, and part of that really is just finding ways to tap into your five senses. Because if you're activating your five senses and you're in the present moment. And so by having something that catches your eye, like your favorite color or texture that you can reach out and touch that makes you smile. Um, by having things you could look at, you know, that's around you, you are activating a variety of your senses. So these are things that we can do that we may take for granted that really increase our creativity. Like bring your favorite candle in the room. If you love berries, have a bowl of berries next to you so you can mindfully eat to inspire that creativity. I mean, when we're feeling good, 
you know, we are able to get a lot of ideas. We're able to increase our energy. We're able to increase our, you know, our joy and our happiness. And all of that is like a perfect mix for increased creativity. Wow. I love it. <laughs> I love how you put it. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of similar to you in the sense that I need to be in a very good setting that provides that creativity, that calmness and that peace. But I love how you put using your five senses and how that can really embrace and even inspire you to, hey, let me think about this or do creative things this way or that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that idea. I know I do a lot of um, writing, so -hmm. that helps centers me. Um, I don't know about you guys. Do you guys get a lot of creative ideas and you're like, where do I start? How do I figure out what do I do? Because there's people out there that are thinking, you know, I'm a little burned. I'm thinking of maybe creating my side hustle or whatever the case may be. And I have all these different thoughts. Where should I go? What should I do? So, um, and if you're out there on Facebook, LinkedIn or whatever, and you have a question for Nova, who's, you know, really good at all of unleashing your power, please put it in there so we can check it out. But what do you guys do with millions of ideas you guys come up with. I just have to jump in and just (laughs) share a quick story with you. Literally a couple of days ago, I woke up at two in the morning. I went to check my alarm because I was awake. I was awake for at least 20 minutes and I was like, oh, it must be time to get up. And so I checked the clock and it's literally 2 a.m. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Why am I so awake? And I just had a flood of ideas and I could not go to sleep. I kid you not. I, it was maybe five o'clock. I finally closed my eyes for 20 minutes to only be woken up with more ideas. And so I think we all have those moments when we're like flooded with ideas and, and we want to like put them all into action right away. And I would just caution that, <laughs> you know, as a creative, as someone that literally lives on creating and, um, you know, it sometimes will get me in trouble because I want to do all of it and I want to do it all now. And again, going back to the whole point of burnout, it's really about pacing yourself. It's really about prioritizing. You know, in my book, I really challenge each person from the very first chapter to think about their why. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? So I encourage you to make journaling your friend and write those ideas down. Because once you see them in print, then you could say, okay, does this make sense for me to execute? You know, some of the ideas might come out of fear, for example. Um, Some might come from the very, you know, pure place that's going to, you know, give back to you and really be for your greater good. So I think maybe just starting with journaling them down. um, (laughs) I'm going to have to take my own advice and really assess your why and which of those ideas really lead you the most to what's going to fulfill you, that's gonna bring you joy. And just start there, and then that will take you down whatever path is meant for your greatest good. So I think being creative, once you're able to use those techniques to increase your creativity, you're going to always be flooded with ideas. But I just caution to then, you know, pace yourself in terms of not doing doing them all at once, which I really need. And actually I'm learning to do that much better. I am. <laughs> I think the journaling thing is, is definitely something that I do because literally my shower time is when my mind is most open. And 
I just have so many ideas while I'm in there because I'll think of a random phrase which turns into a whole program. It's like, oh, I can do this. I can make that. I can start this. So what I do is I just come to the office and I have several notebooks that are just full. And I have learned to, I let, when things marinate with me for a while, I'll think, you know, something will trigger my brain. And that's just my higher power telling me, okay, it's time to tap into that thing that you wrote down sometime back. And so I go in there and I look for it. And then that's what I created. Because for me, like you said, everything is not meant to be right now. But I put it in my book. And when it hits me again, because I usually a two to three timer, if I hear it and think it two to three times, then I know it's time to launch it. I love it. I can echo a lot of those things. When you said the shower, I was like, yes, I'm not alone. (laughs) Shower time is dangerous. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of my poetry comes to me in the shower. So I am there with you. Actually, the outline of my book actually was downloaded to me in the shower. I could you not? So yes, I have another <laughs> another partner in crime, like shower ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, 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 that's that because, yeah, this whole show of bringing intimacy back, the title came to me in the shower. So <laughs> yes. Nice. yes, yes, yes. So I love how you said it's knowing your why. Knowing your why. And then both of you have also reiterate the point of it doesn't have to be right now. Yeah, yeah. Why are you guys doing what you're doing? You know, for me, I... You know, from I could just say, let's say in high school, knew that I wanted to help people. And so for me, the the next logical thing was to go into medicine, the field of medicine and uh, study either psychiatry or I mean, eventually was psychology, clinical psychology for me. And that was just the most common sense thing for me to do at the time because I wanted to help people. And but I would say now when I really assess my why, I have to start with how can I most help myself? And I think, again, if we are connected with ourselves and we are giving ourselves that love and that grace and that patience, and we are connected and we are present, then we're able to give the most to others. And so it took me a while to figure that out because part of my burnout journey was just giving, 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 giving outwardly with that intention and desire to help people, with, but without constantly refilling my own well. And it's really up to each and every one of us to find that source of inspiration, that source of joy that becomes the, you know, that spring (laughs) that constantly fills that water within us, you know, of of infinite uh, ideas and creativity and love. And from that spurs everything that can, you know, help you accomplish whatever your why is. But for me initially, and it still is, is I, you know, I want my art in the many forms to truly impact people to never give up on their dreams to find their joy to find their happiness and by starting with me i love art it fills me and it, it brings me joy but i want that art to do the same for others i want it to really inspire others to find their joy mm, that is awesome i think my my wise um just thinking of the journey that I took to get to a specific place in life 
um, knowing and just reflecting on the things that I wish I had that I did not. And then based you know, the career path that I stumbled into, you know, um, I think that's, that's my biggest why is to be that support for other women and then other married women that are in a place where they forgot how to utilize their voice properly, um, how to say no and not feel guilty, how to recognize that it's okay to not be able to do everything. It's okay to tell your husband, hey, I have a newborn and I need you to do X, Y, Z, because he doesn't know how it is to have just given birth and to be riddled with hormone and to need to sleep and want to shower. Um, So just being able to communicate without guilt and being open to receiving that information back in of maybe I delivered it incorrectly. So I wanted to be what I needed growing up. And so that's why I do what I do. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, One of our listeners out there on Facebook, thank you for putting a comment out there, also talked about the why is your purpose, which relates a lot to how I felt going into this field. Um, Because like um, both of you, I changed fields from an accounting to this right here. And it was a purpose that God put in my heart and soul about helping people achieve the best they could and helping people who struggle in mental health or struggle in connection. And that's what later on created all this other things that I've done. And so one of the things I was also thinking, because we've talked a little, a lot about the internal, but what also affects kind of what we do is our support systems or the people that bring energy or in some cases may take away energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to hear you guys' thoughts on how that affects the creativity, the supernova. And if you're out there listening, um, put in any questions about how social support helps in finding your passion, your purpose, and in claiming your creative instinct and having your own. Yeah, I feel the social support is so critical. I mean, we're social creatures and our tribe is so important to us. And actually, you know, being a part of a tribe is one of the reasons why we often don't pursue our purpose or our dream or our love due to the commitment or the judgment that may come from the tribe or the separation from the tribe. And so our support system is critical to our creativity and our creativity feeds into that support system as well. I feel that I could not have accomplished all that I have done without an amazing partner and children and parents and and friends and colleagues. And so I think, again, going back to the why, it doesn't always just stick with your career choice or your purpose, but why are you with the friends that you're with? Why are you with the mate that you're with? And when you actually write that down and look at it in black and white, is the reason a reason that truly is for your greater good? Does it make you feel good? Are you with this person for what they may bring you? Or maybe they compliment you all the time and it makes you feel good. And that's the reason why I'm with them. Or, you know, are you with this friend because they're really popular and you want to be popular too? 
And, you know, those reasons may not feel good deep inside. And so you would really have to assess not just with yourself, but with the individuals that you're around, because they may not be giving you that support that can reinforce or inspire that creativity. And if you're in a space where that energy around you is a lower energy, you know, like attracts like, it's your energy is going to be lower. And so you're not going to get the ideas or you're not going to you know, get the solutions to the problems that you may need to solve or the next direction that you need to take to get you to that purpose. And so really paying attention to the individuals that you're around and not taking that for granted is so, so important. And I, again, I go back to yourself because if you are your best friend, if you give yourself that love, then you're not going to compromise yourself for the, you know, the likeness of someone else or, you know, the judgment of someone else. And a lot of times we do what we do out of fear as well. So I do think it's a reciprocal thing. I think that our creativity is absolutely impacted if we are in a negative relationship, maybe romantic or a friendship or even a business, you know, um, a boss to employee relationship. I've been in toxic boss to employee um, relationships before, and that truly affects your well-being. So I, I love that we're talking about this because I think that it's something that, again, we sort of take for granted. We end up in our social circles or familial circles by circumstance, but we all are empowered or have the power to change those tribes if it's not like filling us, if it's not for our greater good. Most definitely. Um, and even on the flip side of that, you know, with the lack thereof of the support sometimes can create where we go. Um, because then, like you were saying, you create your circle. You, you, you gravitate to where your vibration and where your energy is. Um, and I think that's why, you know, I have a handful of friends, literally, I can count on one hand at 42 years old and it's because I don't use the term loosely and those that are around me, they support me genuinely. And I am what some could consider a selfish person because it is about me. And that's the bottom line because without being the best me, I am nothing to my children. I am nothing to my husband. I am nothing to my career. I'm nothing to anyone. So it's all about me <laughs> in the most positive way. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just wanted to just share real quick as you were um, sharing with us, uh, Coach K, that made me think of a conversation I had recently where someone said to use the law of association, like who we're associated with for everything and anything you want. And, you know, um, Dr. Brown had just mentioned uh, about purpose, someone who wrote in about purpose and, so if you're looking for more creativity or looking for a way to find your purpose, then assess the five people you spend the most time with. And at minimum, three of them need to have found their purpose or need to be more creative than you. Mm. And if not, then you need to change that dynamic. You need to change those numbers around. And so going back to a little hack on creativity um, is, are you spending the most time with people that are more creative than you or have found ways to stay creative and inspired. So I just thought that was something that was interesting to share and that, you know, you inspired me to think of when you were talking. Yeah. And just what um, piggyback what you're saying, time, 
sometimes we just get so overwhelmed that we feel like we don't have time. And I think it's really important for the people that support us, the people that we do feel close with. It's really not about the quantity. It is not about the quantity. It is really about the quality versus quantity. Um, and I've learned that in the sense of coming to my own, kind of like Coach say of being selfish. I protect my time. Mm. Yes. And not to give out all my energy to every 50 million things. And it's so important also to learn how to say no. <laughs> you know how many Without women people out there that, don't, that can't say no? They're like, yes to everything. And I was one of those, which goes yeah. back to the inner circle of burnout that I used to say yes to everything. And I used to pray to God, oh my God, why can I do this? Can I do this? And God said to me, I didn't tell you to do all that. <laughs> and I was like, God, this person's hurting. I didn't tell you to do all that. And yeah, and so I have learned to pray about everything, pray about mm. the people and also the quality of time, which is yeah. critical. Yeah. So true. Yes, yes. Well, we're going to take a small break. And when we come back, I would love to know how never we can reach out to you, where we can find you and all that. And we'll be taking a short break and we'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy show where intimacy is real. So we've been talking about having our own little niche, unleashing <laughs> your supernova. Yes. So Nova, if anyone's out there listening, where can they reach you? Nova Lorraine on most platforms. And that's Lorraine, L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E. And the real Nova Lorraine on Instagram. But if you Google my name, there will be plenty of places to find me. Awesome, yes. We actually just got a quick question here um, from a young lady. Her name is Amanda, and she's asking from Texas. She's an African-American woman, and she says, I am afraid of starting my own business because mm. I feel like people will not accept who I am. Mm. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I can relate to that. When I decided that I wanted to pivot from getting my doctorate and uh, it was hard. It was hard. I was like, oh, what are my parents going to think? What are my friends going to think? You know, I had recently gotten married. I'm like, oh, what is it going to think? Um, and or his parents, you know, those are the first things that came to me, those thoughts that came to me. And I am so grateful that I listened to my inner self because that idea of pursuing fashion, that was in me. That was planted in me. I didn't one day, you know, just say, oh, I'm just going to da, 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 you know. And all of us have those things that are within us, those desires that are planted within us that we are afraid, you know, to um, not pursue because of judgment. And there's an excellent book 
called the four agreements. It will take maybe an hour or two to get through. And I highly recommend it. And it op and opens up with just being impeccable with your word. And that means really pay attention to not only ignoring judgment from others, but most importantly, self-judgment. Because I feel like we are hardest on ourselves and we end up being that judge. <laughs> and we kind of put that on others like, oh, they're going to think this, that and the other. And to be honest, when I shared what I wanted to do with my parents and my in-laws and my husband and my friends, they couldn't be more than happy with me, happy for me because they saw that passion. They saw the excitement. They felt it. And who does not want to feel excited when someone they care about is happy and excited? And so if you believe in what you're doing and you love what that idea is, everyone is going to feel that when you share it with them. And those that don't, well, going back to the comment about the tribe, you know that you may want to reassess them and being the five closest people that you're spending most time with, because you really want to protect not just your time, as Dr. Abel was saying, which is extremely important, but then you're also your social circle and who's really giving you the, that information and that advice and that energy from day to day. Mm, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I think I've never been able to relate to those posts that say, how do you feel when your family and friends don't support you? I'm very fortunate that I am not able to relate to that. Um, and for, you know, if someone didn't support me, I would not know yeah. because that is not what I focus on ever is the people that don't support me because mm -hmm. I support me. And my ideal client supports me. <laughs> and so I love that. Yes. Yeah, I have to ask this question. I know I said the last one was my last question, but I was inspired to ask this question. Have any of you faced discrimination um, in starting your stuff or even already having it? And as a young Black entrepreneur, because we are young, what did you do? For those people who are out there listening, what advice would you or tips would you give them? That's a powerful question. Um, it takes me back to a time back in college. I was sitting in sociology class and a class of three or four hundred, one of those weed out classes. And I remember the professor put this projection on the board and he had four levels um, within society and he listed them and it, it read white male, black male, white female, black female. And the black female was at the bottom of society, according to his uh, lecture that he was giving that day. And I I looked around and I was like a raisin in, in, in the rice bowl. And I was just, it, and it just hurt me to the core. And I was like, wow, is he saying that I'm at the bottom of society? Because you only know what you know. And, and you know, I was... Um, fortunate to have parents that really empowered me and to go after what I wanted. And, and that's all I knew. And here I am, you know, with this professor that you look up to and admire saying, mm, you're actually at the bottom of the ladder. But what I chose to do in that moment was not to accept that as my truth. Mm -hmm. I immediately said, well, I don't care what statistics say. I am not a part of that statistic. And, but that was something that really hit me to the core and throughout my career and even my academic career, I faced racism. And going back to what Coach K said, like, you get to a point where you don't even hear it. And if it stings, maybe it stinks for a second or two. But if you learn to, again, pour into yourself and really see 
that incredible, amazing individual, when you look in the mirror and fall in love with you, it doesn't really matter what anyone thinks or says. But in entrepreneurship and in business, there will be a variety of discrimination and disparity throughout your journey. And I would say definitely be strategic, know your industry, find a niche, because if you are truly solving a problem for someone, you're helping that person. If I have a cut and it's bleeding, what do I do? I look for a Band-Aid. Someone was smart enough and creative enough to, to invent Band-Aids, right? And so just keep in mind everything that you're doing and creating and wanting to get to someone, someone is looking for that. And so if you see that, that what you're offering, like this show is offering guidance for those that are looking for guidance, right? So just believe in what you're offering and doing. And if you find that niche and you know your industry and you, you know, educate yourself about business, about entrepreneurship, and know that the person that's looking for you, that who you're looking for is also looking for you and you will find that person. And if you are truly helping someone solve a problem, you're going to be successful. Mm. I can, I can, the only discrimination that I've ever received crazy enough is in middle school from my peers. And that was because uh, we were all young and we all didn't have our own self-love at that time. So, you know, just kind of looking back, but I choose on purpose to live obliviously while being fully aware and I say that because, as you just stated, I don't pay attention to foolishness. But if it's <laughs> foolishness that could get me a question answer that I may need to know, like in high school on a bus, a guy said something to me that was so ignorant, but it made me think of a question. And so I asked the question and that actually helped me later on. And so in everything that happens in my life, I find the purpose of it. And so it's rarely a negative and I can read with the nicest smile and the most just loving way to the point where they won't know it until they got home and realize that, you know what, I probably shouldn't have said or have done that. But I always make sure that I say what I need to say um, before I leave. Every company I've ever left, I always have written a final statement. Here are the reasons why I am no longer with this place. And these are the things you need to work on. Now, I'm leaving that with you. It is off my chest. I can move forward freely. So I choose to live obliviously with being fully aware. I love that. I also love the fact that you mentioned that you see the negative. You don't see it as a negative. You see it as a learning opportunity. Um, you know, what can you get from that? How can you grow from that? And I think perspective is everything. And, you know, it also reminded me of a story when I was fundraising for my um, fashion line. I had what was called the perfect business plan, according to the bankers I was meeting with and the angel investors I was meeting with. And I couldn't figure out, well, okay, well, why aren't you writing the check? <laughs> you love my designs. You love the business plan. I knew the numbers. And, you know, there were so many days that I wanted to give up on this journey. Um, but what I would do, like after I do my little self-pity, because, you know, we get there, we, you know, we're human. And, and then I'll get up the next day just more fired up. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to do this on my own. 
And I remember the the last, the no, after like three or four months of taking down this journey with of an angel investor. And finally they're like, no. Um, I said, well, yeah, I'll be doing it on my own. And I went to the bank and I got a loan and I opened up my own store and was very successful. And, and I said, I'm not going to depend on anyone else. I'm not going to wait for someone to give me permission to fulfill my dream and to go after my dream. And, you know, again, with the right support system, because if I didn't, maybe I wouldn't have had that, you know, um, I wouldn't have felt empowered to do that. And so all of these things that we're saying from the self-love to really paying attention to who you're associating with, you know, who's your tribe to your perspective of how do you view things? So, you know, so I took that like, okay, I'm going to do it myself, but I could have said, I'm quitting, I'm done, I'm over. And so I love that story, Coach K, that you shared. Thank you. Wow. Yes. I love the stories you both shared. And yes. And basically when that happens, it's an opportunity to step forward and to speak the truth. Yes. Um, Nova, you've presented us with a lot of wonderful stories and I've read your book, which is wonderful. And many of those stories are in the Unleash Your Supernova, which gives you a hundred plus one, <laughs> 101 actions to boost and create, uh, to boost creativity and to stop burnout. Thank you so much for being on the show, Nova. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Coach K, for, of course, co-hosting. And um, for those people who are listening and saying, what's coming up next? Well, next week we have Petipa, and she's going to talk about how to attract your soulmate clients. Yes, soulmate clients. Because just kind of as Coach K and even um, Nova was talking about, not every client is for you figuring out what is your soulmate client. Of course, February is our month of love, which we're so excited about. Um, we have Maria, who's going to talk about how to have a creative style and getting back into the dating world. And then also how to, on February 10th, Dr. Allison JK will be the vibrational upgrade. I'm not going to tell you about that. You're going to have to stay tuned. It's very interested in that. <laughs> Yes. Um, thank you again, Coach K, for co-hosting. This has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show. And I hope this show has inspired anyone out there who feels stuck and feel like, oh my gosh, what I should do. Definitely check um, Nova's book out and follow us. And of course, of course, find your purpose and definitely check around who is supporting you and who's not supporting you. This has been the Bringing Intimacy show, where intimacy is real. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Bringing Intimacy Back. We hope you enjoyed it. You can also find us at bringingintimacyback.com or Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. For Dr. April Brown's four-book series, Improving Intimacy, you can also find her as an author on Amazon, available in Kindle, ebook, and paperback. We'll see you next Thursday at 3 p.m.